Boom. Boom shakalaka Tuesday. Man, this is a big episode. We got some big developments, some developments that I think this may conclude the neighbor beef. The book is never really done being told until you move. And there may be more chapters written in the future, but this is chapter three. And there's some twists that happened just today that I never, I honestly never anticipated. And it's changed everything once again. So let's just get right into it. Anyone joining a real quick summary of what's happened so far is we got a neighbor. That's the person that lives next to you. We've had a couple complaints filed since we moved here for a few months. We got one about noise. Irritating. And recently, we find and we discover that the same one that lodged the complaints against us has been using our bins. And that was what we found out last week. And so, in order to secure the bins, what I did... Now, you have to understand the setup behind the house. There's these different stalls. They're closed in. They're wooden stalls. They each have doors. It's like a shed. Everyone has their own shed. Think of it like that. That has their bins in it. And ours was unlocked. And so what I did last week is I put a lock on the shed. Duh. Duh. Should have been doing it the whole time. But I put a lock on the shed. And I think this is going to solve our issue. They now cannot be accessed. And we're good to go. We now are the only ones with access to our bins. This guy that's been using ours is going to have to find different ones or use his own whatever. Problem solved. And then... Something I never expected to see. I go down this morning to toss away some garb. And I open the doors and guess what? The bins are gone. And dude, for a second, I thought they must have been abducted. Think about this. I had a lock on the door. The lock was still there this morning. And I undo the lock. I'm the only one with the key. I'm the only one with the key. And the bins are gone. So I come to Jen. I go, did you take the bins out? No. And I go, somehow he got back in. Even with my lock on there, he got in to the bins. And he took them to the curb and filled them up. And so, dude, my mind is blown. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do right now. I'm going through so many scenarios in my head. Now, what I realized is how he got in is because the adjoining stall next to us is actually connected but it's not easy. Like you could open that one. It was unlocked. But then you have to crawl like through underneath almost and grab ours. Like it's not easy. It was a deliberate effort. So technically, yes, you can still get them. But I'm sitting there going, my mind is blown. I put a lock on this. The bin, he's still getting into the bins. He's still taking them out. What do I do? And I'm sitting there. And dude, I was like, I was going to go buy... Because the thing is, I can't drill into anything without permission. You got to ask for, you know, we're renting. So you got to go to the board. You got to go through the judicial system <laughs> for any changes you want to make. Which, by the way, that is the biggest pain I've found with renting. When we owned our condo, I love the freedom of like, we'd be like, do we want to put a hole in the wall? We'd be like, do it. You know what? Punch the wall. Who gives a shit? We own it. But renting, you're like, hey, can I hang a picture? You have to like ask. That's the one. That's probably the biggest downside to me. So I can't even install things, whatever, right? So I'm looking and I'm like, now I have to close off the space in between the stalls. Somehow I got to like, and I'm looking for all types of options. I'm like, maybe I put a series of bike locks, like the chains in between. So you can't chain, you can't pull them through the other stall and out into the street. 
I'm like, maybe I get a giant piece of uh, wood from Home Depot and I somehow rig it up so you can't move it. Because now I got the door secure, but I need to block off the access from the other stall into ours. And I'm going through all these scenarios in my mind. Dude, I went on Amazon and I looked up like, I wonder if there's locks for the lids of garbage. Which, by the way, there is not at all. And I'm um, if anyone, I'll give you this Shark Tank idea for free. Locks for garbage bin lids. And it, it's funny because you Google them and it's like, you know what it is? Bungee cables. Hey, those are really protective. You ever been to the, the bank and they have the vault uh, securely closed with bungee cables? <laughs> there is no real locking mechanism. And I'm just bewildered. And I go, I don't know what to do. I'm locking this. You guys, I'm like, this guy, he must be insane. He's willing to sneak in through the side and get the bins. Even if I do lock this somehow, what's he going to, is he going to burn it down to get in there? So I'm about to walk back and fire off an email. I'm about to go get some bike locks and rig it up. I'm about to go to Home Depot. I'm about to hire a guard and get a dog to hang out in the shed and guard my bins. And all of a sudden, on the way back, remember if you, if you recall last week, the other two stalls, there's four stalls. Ours and the neighbors beside us, not the a different neighbor, which is unlocked. Ours are both unlocked. And there's the two other that are locked. And if you recall last week, I discovered that those two had tires in them. It, well, in the one, in the one beside us, he had tires. So today on the walk back, I look in the one beside it and that one also has tires. And something about that made me all of a sudden think, maybe I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Right? Because I was like, my theory before was that the guy with the tires in his stall was using our bins so that he didn't have to pay to store his tires. But then when I saw another stall, the one next to his, also storing tires, I'm like, all right. There was obviously some meeting that took place before we've even lived here about this. And I'm so glad I saw that because I went back and instead of writing an email, scathing email about people using our bins, calling people out, sending pictures of a dog I'm going to buy to guard it. I fired one off to the, whatever, the directors of this great land, the judges of this great turf. And I said, hey, how many bins are back there? Like, we assumed there was only the ones for our unit. And sure enough, they emailed back and they go, no, there's just not enough space. So there's four units, but you don't each have your own two bins. There's four units There's and... There's two garbage bins, two recycling. So we are sharing. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. So I've been wrong. Dude, I had I had cake. If you saw it, if there was cake, it would have been all over my face or whatever that expression is. There would have been pie inside my ears. There would have been chocolate on my eyes. With how I was like, oh my God. Now, we, what lesson did we learn here, guys? What lesson did we learn? What's the major mistake? That I made in this. It was to assume. I assumed we each had our own bins. And then we find out we don't. Game changer. So that's it man. I had to go out there. I took the lock off. And I was like. You know I wish someone would have told me. I mean it's a pretty safe assumption. That you would have your own garbage bin. And your own recycling. I didn't know about these secret meetings. From years before. 
Crazy. So, yeah, man, I had to go take the lock off. And now we know at least, like, the guy is not a psycho. He's not sneaking his garbage in there. In fact, he's probably doing his own podcast. He's probably doing a podcast right now about his psycho neighbor. Dude, his podcast is probably called Messing Around. <laughs> he's probably going like, dude, we got four bins and the guy next to me somehow locked up his stall. He's trying to claim two bins for himself. I had to crawl in there today and get those bins out. And I'm like, this guy's a psycho. We probably both think we're psychos. We're going to have to have a duel, a psycho duel. So that's anyway, it was very interesting. And I'm so happy that I took that second to be like, wait a minute. Maybe I don't, maybe I'm thinking about this wrong. Maybe there's something I don't know. What a good little life lesson. Oh my God. Am I glad? Cause dude, could you imagine if I went in there and I just installed Oh my God, if I put a sheet of wood up there with my dog and my guard and my lock, I would have been the pariah. Then people would have been coming after us going, these guys, look at this, one unit stealing two of the bins over here. Ugh. Now, in my defense, I will say this, the bins are labeled and they do have our unit labeled on them. So that's another, anyway, I'm not blame. I'm not, I don't like to blame others. Okay. This was my fault. But boy, what a twist. I would have never thought. And you it's so funny that you can really, you can get yourself so fired up. Dude, last week I was like, in the middle of the night, I was thinking, this guy, crazy. He's probably back there right now. I had nightmares of him just like, you know how Scrooge McDuck's, Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, that's the one. Remember how he had that swimming pool full of coins and he would just swim around? That's what I pictured. This guy just swimming around in my garbage, laughing at me, sneaking things in there. And then it turns out I'm the one who's been hoarding. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. So anyway, I don't know. That might be the last chapter. At least that's the end of the garbage chapter. As far as I'm concerned. And boy, oh boy. Am I glad we took that extra second to do a little bit of an additional investigation. And that's what being a junior detective is all about. It makes me wonder if, you know, when I was taking notes about that murder, maybe I assumed the wrong. Maybe it wasn't a murder. I got to think about all my investigations at this point. <laughs> oh, man, that's so crazy, though. God, I'm glad I got that lock off today. It's embarrassing. What a twist. What a twist and a turn. Now, am I still am I a huge fan? No, because I didn't like the noise complaint. But I got to give them props for not being the psycho I thought they were. And you know what? Sometimes that's that's a good Hallmark card right there. That's a good, if I ever find that Hallmark card, I will give it to them. I'll go, you're not the psycho I thought you were. Wow. You guys ever done anything like that? You ever been, you ever done something and you're like, you're so sure that it's the right thing or that you have the right information. And then you hear something and you're like, oh my God. Oh no. I, I've effed up big time. Right. You ever put like diesel in a gas car by accident? You ever take your fish for a walk? Thinking it needs exercise? I don't know. There's all kinds of ways you can screw up in life, okay? That's all I'm saying. I would say one of the biggest screw-ups I ever had. That, oh, man, this is one of those things. At like 3 a.m. in the morning, you just think about this stuff from your past. It's not even relevant anymore. But I remember in grade grade 7, I was in language arts. And I had to go get something. And I don't know what it was. Let's just say I Amazoned a package to the school office. Which, obviously, Amazon wasn't even around yet. But that's the story. I like to fill it in with that type of details. To 
emphasize the urgency I had coming out of language arts. We used to call it LA for short. Sprinting down the hall. Dude, I came sprinting down the hallway. I didn't have, I didn't even think. I don't, I wasn't worried about a car, a bird. I wasn't worried about human. And guess what? This teacher comes around the corner right as I was sprinting and we just 90 degree collide. 90. And she didn't have a chance. One, I'm the one moving fast. And two, dude, I'm like a 14-year-old. I'm loose. I got flexibility. And boom, major collision. And she literally, all she, dude, I remember all she said was, I just had surgery. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm laughing to keep from crying. And I was just like, I've never felt, it's one of the worst I've ever felt in my life. And I'm like, what do you say when you do that to someone? What do you say? When you almost murder someone inside a school. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you, didn't you know what's so weird? Is she was super pissed. And then she got up. And then you know what? She had a bit of a glimmer in her eyes. Because I think she was like, yes. I don't have to work for six months. I'm unionized. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that disability pay or whatever. I'm going to get that injury pay. Or something. Because she all of a sudden wasn't pissed anymore. And then I had to like write a report. Like a school police report. God. Those are the worst. You guys ever have to write a police report? Like when you get into a car accident? It's funny because like when it's not your fault, you write all the details. Right? When it's not your fault in a car accident, you're like, yeah, officer, give me that report. I left my house. You start writing. I left my house at 7.11 a.m. this morning. In parentheses, hoping to have a nice day in case that's factionally, factually, factionally relevant to the jury. Uh, officer, I then came around the corner and at, an, at a tremendous, you say things like, at a tremendous rate of speed, the defendant, like you just fill that thing out, right? And then you go chapter two, the post accident conversation officer i remember exactly what this lady said to me and you write down every detail and you go good i want that submitted to evidence i also want a hard copy of that so i can frame it in my house and also here's all the extra pieces i've collected for this investigation and i will be at court and i will help assign a jury of my peers and when you're the one at fault it's just the worst <laughs> I had to do that one time when I got into an accident because I T-boned a lady. Man, this is a lot of me hitting people, huh? This is not a great episode for me. For me, how I'm I'm out here misjudging garbage situations. I'm out here teeing up teachers on feet. Then I hit a lady in her car with my car in a vehicle. Jeez. I'm really getting shaking my skeletons out of the closet on this one. But yeah, it's embarrassing. Because you have to be like, yeah, I just didn't, I just... You write as little as possible. Like I was driving and then I just, I hit them. <laughs> I think the sun was in my eyes. I think there was a solar flare. I'm just sorry. I just want to go home. That's all you want. When there's an accident, you're like, I just want to go home. This is a pain in the ass. The officer's like, do you think you can drive your car? Do two of the, two of the tires have fallen off. The mirror is like upside down. You're like, yeah, I think I can drive it. I'll be good. I just want to go home. <laughs> I always wonder too, like, what do they, what do officers do in their car that takes so long? Like when you get a speeding ticket, 
I always rag on photo radar because I think it's annoying. But I guess the upside of photo radar is they don't stop you. You just you just keep cruising and you're like, all right, can't wait to see that six weeks from now. But yeah, to get actually pulled over, they like sit there and run your plate through the slowest program of all time. Like, do they have to draw your license plate and then fax it over? It takes so long. I think it's intentional because they're like, I'm going to punish you with time. You want to speed? I'm going to punish you by slowing you down. Interesting. If you guys are a cop, let me know. Let's see what you guys, you know what's so interesting? Uh, we got some feedback today on your cravings. We talked about cravings last episode. Let's see um, what you guys, let's get here to the results. Uh, view responses. Well, I guess this is, since this is the me being embarrassed episode, I had one of those this weekend too with, uh, man, you ever bomb in front of you, like your person, like your, uh, man, speaking of, uh, since this is the embarrass myself episode, I'll tell you this too. This is, (laughs) you ever just bomb on a story so bad? The other person doesn't even, they don't even give it. Like, at least if you tell a really bad story, sometimes people go like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. No way. They'll give you at least that. Oh, interesting. Huh? Cool. (laughs) But Jen and I have been together so long. All my stories she's heard before. And I don't know what we were talking about this weekend, but I was like, oh man, did I ever tell you about the one time I was at the movie with my family? Right. And she's interested. That's a good start to a story. That's the good beginning to a book. This, This movie that I went to with my family. Well, what happened? I'm like, dude, it was so crazy. I'm like, oh, we were we went to go watch uh, Waterboy, the movie, Adam Sandler movie, and it started, and then, uh, like, it started playing, and we're like, well, there's no, uh, there's no Adam Sandler, right? Like, where, what's going on here? And there's, like, a boat, and it just, we're all kind of confused. That went on for, like, three minutes, and then you'll never believe that. And she's like, then what? What happened? I'm like, you'll never believe this. The manager comes down from the booth and he has to go, he has to stop the movie. She's like, yeah. And then what? And I go, he stops and he goes, sorry, this is the wrong uh, movie. (laughs) And this silence right here is a 10th of how long it was in the car. And I'm like, did you like, I mean, then I start feeling the space because I'm feeling panicked. Right. I'm like, you know, he he was like, yeah, he's like, you guys, sorry, we'll restart. And then he played the right movie. Still silence. And I'm like, uh, did you hear that story already? Did I tell you that already? She's like, no, I don't. No one's ever told that story. No one should ever again. And then I guess I brought it to the podcast. (laughs) Oh, it's been an interesting episode. I didn't set out to just embarrass myself on this one, but I guess that's what it is. So good. Maybe that's the theme. I'm out here. I misjudged the garbage. I'm out here. I hit a lady while running. I hit a lady while driving. And then I also told one of the worst stories of my life this weekend. What a week. What a start to this week. How could it get even better? Maybe I'll try out some more stories. And Jim, we'll just see. See if there's any she hasn't heard before and get an honest reaction. But that's it, man. Happy, uh, happy Tuesday. Keep trucking through the week and I will see you guys tomorrow. I bid you adieu. Bye-bye.